Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Sobrintos a Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará de un caso que sucedió en Arlita, California. Being in an unhealthy and toxic relationship can be difficult to many to get out of, either because of fear, manipulation, or threats. There are those that are able to get out of it and are able to live a healthy and happy life. But then there are those who continue to be tormented by their abuser. This is the tragic case of Karen Dries. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. era una mujer de 35 años de Pacoima en Los Ángeles. El trágico asesinato de Karen impactó a la familia de ella y a todos los que vimos el video en las noticias. Karen tenía una hija de 3 años con Herbert Nixon Flores, de 46 años. Cuando sucedió el crimen, Karen y Herbert ya no estaban juntos. Y Herbert tenía un historial de crímenes violentos y reportes de abuso contra Karen. Karen había dicho que Herbert llevaba tiempo amenazando y persiguiéndola, even after they separated. Mm -hmm. De acuerdo a NBC Los Ángeles, Herbert había golpeado severamente a Karen en agosto del año 2020 y fue arrestado en septiembre. Pero Herbert fue liberado bajo fianza. Por esta razón, ella le puso un restraining order y tenían corte el día 7 de enero del año 2021. La mañana del 6 de enero del año 2021, so a day before their court, Karen llega a la casa de la niñera a las 9.35 de la mañana en Arlita, California. Again, you may all have seen this video on news outlets, but I will describe it for those that did not or do not recall the case. El video fue grabado por una cámara que la babysitter tenía colocada en la entrada de la casa. The babysitter's house has a gate that mm -hmm. needs to be opened in order for cars to park inside. There are two cars already inside, 
when Karen parks. The gate is open as she's only there to drop off her three-year-old daughter. So the purpose is drop her out with the babysitter and then I just leave. I'm assuming she's going to work at this time. As Karen is in the back seat trying to get her daughter, you see another car park right behind her. She notices the car and runs to the front door. She cannot run anywhere else because this person parked right behind her. In this split second, you can see the fear in Karen. She knew who this was and that this person was there for her because she left her daughter in the car. It's like she knew her daughter was not in danger. Karen corre hacia la puerta de la babysitter gritando y tocando la puerta. In this video, you see a man get out of the car, runs behind Karen, and shoots her. Not once, but around six to seven times. Oh my God. Se da la vuelta y sale corriendo a su carro. And he leaves. En el video, puedes escuchar a la niña llorar. This little girl saw everything. Herbert, when he was running back, now we know, I mean, because of the camera, we know it was him. Mm -hmm. Herbert, when he shoots Karen, he runs back. He doesn't even look at the car. He doesn't even turn around to see his daughter. Él no se le acerca a la niña. Él iba con un propósito. Yeah, tenía una intención de matar y that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Al subirse al carro, se puede escuchar la voz de una mujer gritar, la mató, la mató. Karen muere al instante. Como dije, gracias a las cámaras de seguridad, las autoridad, autoridades identificaron al, al hombre como Herbert y compartieron la foto de él en todas las noticias. Reportaron que estaba armado y que era peligroso, ya que tenía historial de crímenes y estaba afiliado a una pandilla. The three-year-old was just a few feet away when her mother was killed. Their three-year-old daughter witnessed the whole event and um, she was able to talk about what happened. The FBI's Fugitive Task Force is helping police search for Flores. Authorities say he fled in a gray sedan. An extensive search for Herbert was placed right away. And authorities were able to locate him on January 9th, so three days after the murder. They found out that Herbert was visiting family in Irving, Texas. There were ground and air units following his every move. He actually begins to drive on that day of the 9th. He begins to drive towards Houston. And this is when he noticed he was being followed. Oh. According to the Irving Police Department, Herbert got out of his car and started to walk on foot. But when he noticed the police were closing in on him, he shot himself. No justice was made for Karen because he took his own life. As a result of this tragedy, the California Values Act, also known as SB 54, was questioned by federal immigration authorities. This policy went into effect January 1st, 2018. 
It prohibits local and state law enforcement from cooperating with ICE. Quote, the California Values Act will protect the safety and well-being of all Californians by ensuring that state and local resources are not used to fuel mass deportations, separate families, or terrorize our communities. According to ACLU of Southern California, police and sheriffs cannot ask you about your immigration status. They cannot arrest you only for having a deportation order. They cannot use ICE or Border Patrol agents as interpreters. And they cannot share your personal information with ICE or Border Patrol unless it's publicly available. ACLU of Southern California continues to share that if local police or sheriffs arrest you, they cannot hold you in jail for extra time just so that immigration agents can come pick you up. They cannot tell immigration agents when you will be released or transfer you to their custody, but there are some exceptions. Local law enforcement can choose to notify ICE or Border Patrol of your release or transfer you unless you have certain convictions. And lastly, they can only notify immigration agents of your release date if the information is already public. So this is all under the California Values Act. So it's meant to protect Maybe right now you're asking, how does this come to play with this case? Herbert had a criminal record that included burglary, possession and transportation of a controlled substance, vandalism, carrying a concealed weapon, and driving under the influence, amongst others, per the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement website. He had also been deported 10 times. Holy crap. Yeah. Remember, Herbert was arrested in September 2020 due to domestic violence, but was released when he met Bell. ICE authorities reported that if Herbert would have been released to them when he was arrested, that he would not have committed this crime as he would have been deported because of his criminal history and he had been he came to this country illegally and he had been deported 10 times by now. But remember, based on everything I just said about the California Values Act, because of this policy, mm -hmm. um, authorities cannot release in someone's immigration status. They cannot release information to ICE. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when the crime happened, ICE was like, when he was arrested, if you guys would have just turned him in, we would have sent him back to El Salvador. Yeah. He was yeah. blaming LAPD. I mean, sorry, they were blaming LAPD for releasing him to the community and not to them. Mitchell, Mitchell Moore, the chief of LAPD, stated that this was a tragedy and that his department yeah. was only complying to the law, to the policy that was established in California 
in 2018. That's why they couldn't release, yeah. they didn't release him to ICE, they didn't release any of his information. Because they were just, they were following this policy. It, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's as far as, when it comes to immigration and the, like the policies that, the, you know, the laws that um, the police officers have to oblige to, yeah. it's, it's difficult. It's, it's a mm -hmm. murky area because it's almost like, damn, if you do, damn, if right. you don't. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's it's it was an accident, not an accident on their part, but it was an accident that just happened. It was a tragedy. Yeah, that happened, day, you know? he was gonna go and kill someone. Yeah, how would how would yeah, like out of I mean, he had a couple of months to do something to her, you know? How were they gonna know that the day before he was needed to be in court, he was gonna do this to her, mm -hmm. you know? There's no real explanation on why or how things happen or or, or the capability that he was uh, able to commit this type of murder. It's like it, it sucks because we can always say this about any sort of any sort of crime. You know, we're not in mm -hmm. the minds of these people. We don't know what could have happened. Um, there's many red flags that we don't catch until it's right. too late. So even no, regardless of how many times I says, well, if you would have turned him into us, we could have done something about it. Because, yeah, you could have taken he him back to El Salvador, but I mean, he, he would came still back find a way back. He's, right. Yeah, I was like, he came back yeah. 10 times to the U.S. Like, what's going to be yeah. another try? You know? Especially if somebody is in this mindset of killing someone because it, it doesn't have to be of him facing any jail time, but it's just him trying to get his revenge or his his anger out to the person that is like accusing him accusing him of these things like, like he's yeah. gonna find a way to come back you you cannot stop a murderer you can't stop a criminal they'll mm -hmm. find a way you know they find they have ways to get into places yeah. and out of places so for me it's like it's unreasonable for ice to say these type of things because it it it's, it doesn't justify the um, the laws that you're like well if you know if things were made the way that they were supposed to this wouldn't have happened no it still would have happened you would have found a way yeah. there's where there's always a way yeah. and and remember in when I was going over like the list of what police and sheriffs can and cannot do and what the local authorities can and cannot say to like ICE um, there were the CN unless there's some exceptions unless you they have certain convictions yeah. and those consist of like state prison felony convictions or higher level misdemeanors within five years so the crimes que yeah. había cometido were vandalism driving under the influence right carrying a concealed weapon i mean for us if someone is being charged for domestic violence we're like that's enough for someone to be in jail, right? Especially, yeah. Yeah, but in you know, especially the, the way it was described, that yeah. it was very severe. But guess yeah. the bell and but also like, yeah. But it also depends because like to certain states, it's not considered a you know big crime unless there was like bigger charges in in in, in certain situations. Mm -hmm. So you know it still doesn't justify the fact that he that ISIS 
claiming that if it was yeah. up to them, they would have kicked him out. And that's what the chief you know? was like saying, well, you know, we were just obliging. We're going with what the policy said. He, you know, did not yeah. meet some requirements and we let him go because of, of the policy. That's why there was like, the, the, yeah. the ICE was questioning this this policy, but this policy, it is helping, you know. Yeah. As as a person that lives with, like, that lives with immigrant parents and families, I can truly wholeheartedly say that I'm thankful for this type of law because it truly protects from right. families being separated. And, like mass for deportations. minor yeah. crimes. Right. Yeah. Because at, at this point you're just you're you're deporting people for the pettiest of crimes. Like it's literally like somebody might have gotten a traffic ticket and they and go to deported. jail yeah. for like mm-hmm. something. Right. And then they're deported. And mm-hmm. then they leave family mm-hmm. in the US. Right. You're splitting families. And you know, the people that are, are incarcerated for big, big, you know, crimes. Like they, they weren't, they're getting no, you know, repercussions out of it. So for the jail time, I know there's a hala sentencia and stuff. So it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, it's difficult when it comes to these topics because it has to do with political stance and, you know, certain laws and certain consequences and stuff. And it's, you know, it's just the state of the country, I guess. But at the same time, it's like when ICE comes over here and says, well, and we were in charge. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but shit like this happens daily. You trying to put a stand into this isn't going to change the outcome. Because like we said before, if the guy wanted to, Mm -hmm. he would have come back. He would have killed his ex-partner and he would have, you know, run away like he did. You know, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and he was trying to escape by going to Texas. I was like, the only reason he he noticed it was, you know, because he saw people were narrowing down on him. But like, if it was up to him, he would have gone into Texas, maybe, you know, cross the border. But at the end of the day, what? how is that going to help anybody? That she, the you know, Karen wouldn't have received any sort of justice. That's so sad. You know, for me, it's, it's absurd that the instead of making this seem more of a learning lesson and like try to understand uh, the psychological part of it, or, or like maybe enforce stronger domestic violence like laws. You're out here making it making it an immigration issue when it's not that, you know. It's far more intense than an immigration issue. It's a domestic violence 100% issue. Hundred percent agree with you. There's other issues we should be fighting. They should be fighting. Yeah. Exactly. La niña de tres años quedó sin su madre y sin su padre por decisión de él. Esta niña miró cuando su padre mató a su madre. Y ojalá esta inocente esté recibiendo la ayuda y el apoyo que necesita. Nuestros corazones están con la familia de Karen Ruiz. Ella no merecía esto. Ella merecía ver a su hija crecer y seguir siendo la madre ejemplar que era. 
As always, if you're thinking about suicide, help is available. You can call or text the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. If you're hurting, seek help. Do not take matters into your own hands. Al igual, si tienes algún otro tipo de problema, busca ayuda psicológica. Help is one phone call away. This was a tragic murder of Karen Reese. Y este fue el caso de esta semana. Um, again, we're going to link all of the resources in yeah. the links below, um, as well as the um, uh, on our little carousel thing, we're going to include um, slides with the information. Um, again, you know, we know t times are tough and, and feeling that type of pressure is intense. So again, you know, seek for help. It's out there. If you need more information on it or if you're like in desperate need and, and want the information instantaneously, we will try our best to send it to you. Um, people are out there to talk to you and help you through these difficult times. So again, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Um, and with that, uh, you can continue the conversation on our Twitter, our TikToks, our Instagram and our threads. You could just follow us at at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you can look us up on Instagram at Sobrantosomacabro podcast. We should be the first to pop up. Even if you write SVSM podcast, we should be the first to come up. Um, it's pretty, you know, forward. Um, also, if you click the link in our bio, it'll give you all the information on where you can find us. Um, also, if you want to listen to the rest of our episodes, you can... Um, follow us and listen to our complete catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream podcasts. Just type in Servantes Macabro Podcast and you will find the rest of the 88 episodes. Yes, 88 episodes. You can also download the Latina Podcaster Network app and type in Servantes Macabro Podcast and you could get our whole you know, catalog of episodes, um, as well as other fellow Latina content creators. You know, there's about finance, romance, dating, parenting, all of that stuff. So you can get a little bit of an insight when it comes to Latina culture in today's society. Um, so, you know, just follow us there. We would also like for you guys to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. It helps us a lot. Um, not, not because it's some sort of vanity, but it's because it helps us spread the word on these cases and, um, you know, shine, shine some light into these people and, and, and how you can help and like mental health, you know, advocacy. And, um, you know, that's what we really stand for when it comes to this podcast. Um, but overall, thank you so much for the support. We truly appreciate it. And um, yeah, welcome to November. It's weird to say. I know. <laughs> it's like this year's going by too fast. Yeah, we're two months away from the end of the year, so seriously, that's wild. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything that I'm missing? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Are you guys ready for Christmas, <laughs> dude? It's it's literally November. We just started November. That's why it's Christmas. We jump over Thanksgiving. Can't you let Hall Haven't you seen the Queen Mariah Carey? Like she's already ready. For she are, she's already defrosted. She's 
<laughs> she's ready. She's like ready. At Twelve o'clock. He's like right Boom, there. Boom! Let's put this out there. You know what? I'm still trying to celebrate the last bit of Halloween. Calm yourself down, okay? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Halloween, but Christmas. Is... I mean, I love Christmas, but you know what? I put my own Halloween twist to it. So, welcome to yeah. Hexmas. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, um, this is gonna be an ongoing ba- battle if we don't end this. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes. thank you so much for listening. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll continue talking to you guys on the interwebs, right? Yeah. All right. And one last thing, um, not related to our podcast, but um, our hearts also go out to the Harry family. Yes. Yes. I mean, to a lot of people, yeah. it might not relate mm-hmm. a lot, but for me and me and Ali, it's a it, it's a deep wound because again, we uh, we are very big fans of Friends and. Um, Matthew Perry was one of, uh, as Chandler was one of our favorite Friends characters. So, um, great actor. he's a yes. great actor, comedian. Yeah. He was yeah. just an amazing mm-hmm. person in general. And to hear the tragic news this weekend about his passing really affected, um, both of us. Um, but yeah, our hearts go out to Matthew Perry's family, his friends, his cute little his dog. Friends, yeah that he left behind and like anybody that you know fell in love with his characters and and him as an actor um hearts go out to them so yeah with that um yeah we will see you guys next week see you guys next week hear you guys read you guys all of the above um everything (laughs) yeah so uh we'll see you guys next week have a great weekend bye bye stay spooky still stay spooky even though Halloween's over. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.